What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another pay-per-view point edition of the Smartout Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I'm Tony Mango, joined, as always, by Robert E. Felice. Hello. And Callum Wiggins. Hey, hey. And we are talking about Elimination Chamber 2023. Pay-per-view is coming up this Saturday, so we're going to break down what is currently going on for what is advertised for the card. We're going to run down each match and our predictions of who we think is going to win where this is going to all lead, how this is going to play out on the road to WrestleMania, so on and so forth that goes along with that. And of course, as always, we want to know what you guys have to say. So by all means, drop your thoughts in the comments below or shout them out on Twitter or any other kind of means that you've got that you want to let us know what your predictions are and what your preview thoughts happen to be when it comes to Elimination Chamber. Just to get some stuff out of the way to make sure that you guys are aware of this stuff. Make sure that you are also doing some things like taking part of our Road to WrestleMania contest that's happening right now on the website. Where you or two other people, because there's three that we're giving out from uh, Fun.com and sponsoring this, could win a Funko Pop of Dusty Rhodes to celebrate the fact that more than likely Cody Rhodes is going to go on to WrestleMania to win the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship. And it is all kind of going back to how Dusty didn't win that title back when he was in WWE. So if you want to take part in that, there are lots of different ways for you to enter the contest, and you can do so not just even by sharing things on Twitter and Facebook and so on, but making sure that you are subscribed to us and by checking out different things over on Fanboys Anonymous, and there are daily entries that you can do, so there's lots of different opportunities for you to potentially win one of these things. As I mentioned, Fanboys Anonymous, you should check out some of the things that have been happening recently on that, including the Blueprint Project, little teaser that I put up there for the Batman, a nighttime story. I don't know when I'm going to be recording the first part of that, but the game plan is to start doing some of that stuff a little bit more. So if you are interested in any of that non-pro wrestling side of things, go check that out. Also check out what was just posted earlier today, my gargantuan list of My top favorite movies of every year going back to the late 80s and incorporating a top decade list, top 100, top 200 type things. Uh, There's a lot that (laughs) went into that. So go ahead and check that out if you are interested in that. And, you know, let me know your thoughts on all that stuff. Also, stay tuned for some updates on the Smart Madness tournament that is going to be coming up in the next few weeks on Smart Out Moment. So to get back into the pro wrestling side of things, that is something else that's happening here that you should be aware of. And hopefully you take part in that and let us know what you think the best wrestling dynasty is. It's not that we're talking about lots of family stuff with the Rhodes families and the Anawaii and everything. And finally, just to completely round this all out, make sure that you are helping support us and making sure that we keep the lights on here by doing things like picking up some merchandise on Redbubble or TeePublic and hitting up our Patreon or becoming a member of the YouTube channel membership. Now, if you just click that join button, you get access to the same tiers that you get over on Patreon, like the Darkcast, which we already did one of those earlier this month, but we might do another one of them depending on how much time we have and depending on how many people subscribe to the Darkcast here. You can also do the Pick Your Poison tier. We can make sure that we do something. So if you are really interested in us following up our Superstar Scores Batista with something like a One More Match Batista, or if you want us to do another Fan Ounce Table commentary track or something completely unrelated to that, you know, it's kind of up to you. That's the whole point of the Pick Your Poison. But even if you are just wanting to toss a couple, you know, bucks our way when it comes to like a little tip jar sort of thing, 
There's that little thanks button you can see right next to the like button, which you should definitely click on this. That's completely free. Make sure that you also are subscribed to our channel and hopefully you are able to join us for the post show of Elimination Chamber. And then you can hit us up with some super chats as well. So now more than ever is a great time to show your support for Smart Out Moment to make sure that we continue to do this stuff and that I don't uh, decide that I got to start trimming away on different things. But we're not trimming away when it comes to the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view point card. Uh, WWE might be because we only have five matches right now. And to be perfectly honest, I thought that we were going to have six. I could have sworn that there was going to be something going on with Becky Lynch and with Lita and damage control. And we didn't get it. Instead, we got a thing on Monday Night Raw of Becky and Bailey trying to fight to earn an extra spot in the Elimination Chamber. It's normally six people. It was going to be seven if that was the case. And then they lost to Bianca Belair, which means that they're just not on the card. And there had been rumors of Trish Stratus being involved in this and it's in Montreal. So, you know, that would make a lot of sense for them to kind of bring her out for that. There could have been like a six woman tag. There could have been just a regular tag team match like Becky and Lita fighting for the tag titles, whatever it might be. Do you guys think that there was a plan for this and it just went awry with Dakota Kai's injury? Or do you think that there wasn't really anything in mind and everybody was just reading too much into it? Or is there something else that's going to happen? I think there's always a chance that they said, save me to interest for WrestleMania, please. Chamber's great. Montreal's great. But Montreal's getting a show. They're getting two chambers and Sami Zayn in the main event in the fight of his life. If they do have a plan, and I think that they might, save it for Mania. Also, we're just talking about plans and what could have been, what couldn't have been. Why didn't they just do the triple threat for the Raw Women's Championship? The triple threat <laughs> that we saw Monday between Bailey, Becky, and Bianca. Why didn't they just do that at the pay-per-view? You could have done that with one week. All you had to do was go, hey, it's the three biggest names on Raw. They're going to fight for the title because there was a disputed finish. Bianca doesn't have an opponent. There you go. You didn't need a build to that one. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, I would have gone into that going, oh, man, they didn't even bother to build this, and we've seen it a bunch of times, and also, yeah. yeah. But if we it, saw it anyway, and Bianca won anyway, is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, then it is kind of weird that they didn't just do that to get them on the card, because it's not like Bianca has anything else that she's doing. Like, she might be on commentary. She hinted that she would be there watching or something. And then Bailey and Becky just aren't doing anything and it is kind of strange how do you feel about that whole situation Callum? well tv is more important than pay-per-view so of course they would put if they're going to prioritize one match to whether they're going to put it onto like tv if they want to showcase those three i think it made more sense to put it on tv than on the pay-per-view i mean to draw the the rating potentially yeah oh yeah absolutely i think that um yeah it's just a especially with like that being like the main event of our three and trying to keep hold of people at that point, then yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all that they decided to go in that direction. In terms of what they like, were planning to do with potentially with Lita and Becky, it's it's hard to tell really because that still cage match was supposed to happen on uh, 
like three, four weeks ago. Yeah, Yeah, the 35th anniversary of Raw. And so Lita would naturally have been there to be part of that thing. And that may just make it seem like, okay, well, if it happened on the 30th anniversary of Raw, it's just, okay, a legend has come out to help that Becky has fought before, has come to help her and help even the odds. And it's just a one-off moment and everyone just goes home happy about it. So um, I think the fact that it was then moved to um, a couple of weeks later makes people think that there was like a, a, more of an angle associated with it or there must be something more to this. Whereas it could just be a case of, well, we had to move the steel cage and so we just booked it the same way and asked Leah to come back and do what she was meant to do just as a one-off on the anniversary show. Yeah, I'm really so, confused about what their plans are for WrestleMania when it comes to Becky in particular, because it's kind of like, all right, well, I mean, Becky is not going to set out the card. You would assume that they have something in mind. And Damage Control, they don't do the Freebird thing, but they do have the tag titles. And then you got Ronda and Shayna, and it would be weird if they had something like, say, Ronda and Shayna against Becky and Lita against Dakota and EO. And then Bailey just sits out WrestleMania. Like that wouldn't make any sense to me. And I don't think that there makes any sense to do. Okay. But then it's going to be Bailey against Trish at mania. Like I've seen some people suggesting that they would just have some extra side match. I can't see where they would do these things. So part of me kind of thinks that maybe they're going to do something at elimination chamber here as like a filler segment where because i mean look at it this way there's five matches on this card there's five matches that were on wrestle uh the royal rumble card the elimination chamber matches are not going to last as long as the royal rumbles and they could just end the pay-per-view earlier it doesn't need to end at like 11 something it could just end at 10 something but hold on hold on when since covid have they ever ended a pay-per-view earlier they're going to drag it out to 11 no matter what they have to do Probably. So that's what I mean. Like they'll probably add some other segment here or there and we might get something added on SmackDown. Like for all we know, the Viking Raiders against the banger bros or something, they might just toss that under the card. But I kind of have a feeling that they might do something where maybe Trish comes out just to be like, Hey, look, uh, everybody in Montreal, Trish is here. And she's like, yeah, it's so fun to be around the WWE universe again. And then damage control will come out and cause a bit of a scene. And then maybe Becky and Lita will come out and fight alongside her or something. Maybe they'll do something like that just to eat up some time and then to set up something for WrestleMania and we get some six woman tag or something. But this is one of those blind spots for the WrestleMania card that I'm sitting there going, either they have something in mind and they are just dawdling on it. Or they have something in mind and it is so blatantly obvious, but nobody seems to understand or they've got fucking nothing. And I'm really curious what's going to go down when it comes to these. Cause in a couple days or at least in a week or so, it'll probably make a whole lot of sense. Even if we don't like it, it'll probably just be like, Oh, okay. That was their game plan. I, but, I already did the rant about you can't just leave Becky off the card. You can't just leave Bailey off the card. Mm-hmm. I think they have a plan. I'm more trusting on this road to WrestleMania right now. We're getting a lot of fun stuff on TV and a lot of things that I do think will play a role. And realistically, I think it will just be the six man or the six woman. Sorry. Um, And I think if anything, if not, we'll get a match where Rhonda and Baszler 
walk out as tag champions. Even if it's just Becky teams with Lita against Damage Control, with Bailey against Ronda, and Dana against another team, you know, like I think Ronda and Baszler should walk out of Mania with the tag titles. That's currently where I'm thinking that they're heading, but to get to that point, they still have to kind of go through a couple checkpoints and everything. But we'll come back to the women's division in a few moments. Let's talk about something else that has implications when it comes to WrestleMania. And this match was added to the card in the past few days, which is Bobby Lashley against Brock Lesnar. And this is something that I just assumed several months ago that they were going to copy and paste and just kind of bring it back for WrestleMania. And it seemed like they were heading in that direction because of the way that things went down at crown jewel. And then, you know, the Royal rumble comes around Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar have their whole interaction there. And it turns out they're just having it at elimination chamber, which I mean, there could be a couple different ways that they go about this, but the downside in my mind, you know, I don't want them to be in a situation where they do this match and then they just go and we're also doing it again in a couple weeks because why I don't want to see the match at elimination chamber. And then again here, especially since we've seen it at ground jewel, we've seen it at, uh, you know, two other times earlier in the year and everything. So we saw it, we saw it once. We've seen it, all these interactions it enough the that Royal it's rumble and it was at uh, crown jewel. I, I honestly, I think they're going to end it here. I think they're both going to do something different at WrestleMania, but if they don't, I'm all right with seeing it again at mania. This has been, this has been fun. And honestly, it's put Bobby on a level. He should have been at years ago. It's been fun for me. So, I don't really mind if they just carry it on. To me, this is sort of, I mean, they did the thing at day one, which they didn't really interact too much. And then they did the Royal Rumble thing, which they had that match. And then they avoided it at Elimination Chamber, waited a bunch of months, did it again at Crown Jewel, waited a little bit, did the interaction at Royal Rumble. If they do it at Elimination Chamber here, I'm way past done. I can't just sit there and get interested in them fighting again at Mania. Whether that becomes a lot of people are suggesting, oh, maybe they'll do an angle here, and then that'll turn into like that they do a fight pit thing at WrestleMania or something. I would much rather them just not do something at Elimination Chamber and just agree to the fight pit match at Mania. Then I don't want to have two C minus matches that you know they don't feel as big because it's just happening again and again and again. I'd rather just have one B plus, you know. But I do kind of feel like they are getting this out of the way and that they're just going to do something else for Mania. But I can't think of anything that Lashley and Lesnar would do. Any ideas about that? that? I I think it's pretty obvious they're doing a rematch at WrestleMania. They haven't built anything else for these two to do at WrestleMania. And so you either compromise with the fact that you're going to see something of a match here and then a rematch WrestleMania or they're both going into WrestleMania on cold feuds. Of course, like everyone is talking about the prospect of uh, Lesnar and Gunter after their short interaction in the Royal Rumble. But I think that's just a little bit, I think that that's something that will come eventually, but I think it's quite fanciful to think that's going to happen at WrestleMania right now because mm-hmm. Gunter is actively defending the Intercontinental Championship and it seems it seems to me it's either Drew McIntyre or it's Seamus and Drew McIntyre. Right. One of those two. 
one of those two outcomes, I think, is most likely for him. It's sure as hell um, not going to be Madcap Moss defending the Intercontinental Championship. He's not winning that title from Gunther. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. If um, it does end up being Gunther versus Lesnar at, at uh, WrestleMania for the IC title, uh, Gunther's got to win that match because it's not like Brock's. They can't take the Intercontinental title hostage instead. It's like, mm-hmm. I, guess, well, I guess with Cody, but I guess with Cody, if he's the world champion, they can get away with it. It just seems a bit. Uh, it would be weird odd. for Lesnar to win the Intercontinental yeah. title. Yeah. Yeah, it seems. It's, yeah, it seems an odd decision. But besides, besides that, this actual match, I think it's. Um, I think it's going to be some kind of either no contest or Lashley wins due to her business uh, interference. Right. That's the that's the way that you add a little bit of intrigue into it is because you you make this the full reinauguration of the Hurt Business. You saw MVP managing Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin in a recent match, and they've had those backstage segments. So this is the time that they firmly get back behind Ashley. They either help him win or they just beat up Lesnar and leave him laying. And then in order to combat the interference from them you put them inside a fight pit that seems to be one of those scenarios that if they're going to do it it's one of those um booking philosophies that they've done plenty of times in the past where the whole angle for elimination chamber is to have a fuck finish and you know i mean hey that'll be the bump in the road and then we just kind of come back to it and all but even when it comes to that scenario I keep looking around at the Hurt Business and I keep thinking, what about the Omas situation here? Like, they haven't done anything to address. Cares. If why, he. Why, why, well, cause if like, did, because if they did anything to allude to anything, then it would be a talking point. But the fact that they haven't makes it a little bit suspicious to me because there's been nothing at all that like Omas is having problems with MVP and MVP might drop him or that he might be still a part of it and it might be like omas and lashley you know hey last year wrestlemania we were fighting but now we're now we're cool and that could just be because they don't want to allude to anything because they want to really shock people or it could be that there's nothing at all going on with it whatsoever and maybe it's even just as simple as they want to do the hurt business but they don't care about omas and they're hoping that people forget that omas is with mvp and that they could just ignore it entirely because they've done that plenty of times in the past but if they do that and they don't have the Lesnar match, then I really have no idea what the hell they're doing. Because Lashley against anybody other than Lesnar right now, as you said, Callum, it would be completely cold. I don't know what they would do to start a whole new feud and heat it all up over the course of March. And Lesnar, they can get away with doing something like, I don't think he's fighting Stone Cold Steve Austin, like some people think. I can't imagine that that's going to happen. You imagine... Uh, Austin taking German suplexes. It's not going to go down like that. I mean, no, but he I mean, can take some punches to the ribs. <laughs> but but Lesnar's Lesnar. Like he's a, as made as you can be in mm-hmm. modern day WWE. So you can put him against anybody and you're only there really to see Lesnar. Right. He's the ticket when it comes to that outside of maybe somebody like an Austin or somebody. But on top of that, it's just sort of there's not many people left for that to make any sense. Like if they would just go, okay, well, it's Lesnar against uh damien priest it would be like yeah i like priest but what the hell are you doing that for you know so i do keep thinking that this is just going to continue to be lashley and lesnar at mania and that they need to do something here to mess around with that and then hopefully actually have a gimmick like the fight pit because if they just do a match here it has a weird finish and then they do another match the same and it's just a regular match then we'll have had 
it'll be their fourth regular match. And we don't need to see that. <laughs> then we could have skipped Elimination Chamber and we could have skipped Crown Jewel and it could have just been to wait and to do that much better. But in any fashion, I think if this is them moving on and departing from each other, Lesnar wins. But if there is something in mind of a heel turn, the Hurt Business involved, and they copy and paste and do this match again at Mania, then it has to be Lashley winning. Well, I shouldn't say it has to be. It has to be Lashley coming out on top. He might lose the match by DQ. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. I, le- I left you laying Brock. And technically in the record books, Brock Lesnar won by DQ. I think in this in this instance, they'll have Lashley get the win one way or another because he did lose the match at Crown Jewel. So even though he dominated the match, they had Lesnar get a... A quick win that basically is a flukier victory as Brock Lesnar will ever, will ever have, and um, yeah, so I think that they'll they almost do the reverse here of Lesnar being more in control, but Lashley will get his win either by interference or by sneaking it or doing something underhanded, and then they'll move on to WrestleMania. I kind of see this as even though they have had that match at Royal Rumble, there it's a, it's a different feel now between these ones. I think it's kind of it's like a, a, a rubber match scenario. They had the match at Crown Jewel. This is the second match in this series. And then they'll move on to the, the final decider match at WrestleMania. I'm just because we're talking about a bunch of uh, what ifs. Anyway, I just want to point out there. I, I really like this fantasy booking idea of mine where the Hurt Business does get involved. So Brock, the Dude Brothers. Would never happen in a million years, but I would love to see it. That'd be a fun six man for Mania. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a fuck finish with the hurt business getting involved and that they go to the fight pit just because it's easier and while I definitely I don't feel like you guys in that they can't build something up for Mania, you got a month to go. That they can't build preview matches in a month, but and they've done worse before. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'll want to. So I'll say fight pit at Mania, and Brock Lesnar wins here. Now the fight pit thing is interesting because everybody seems to be bringing that up, and that's something that you know, I mean, it it, it should be obvious. <laughs> Put it that way. Brock has his history with MMA and so does Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley has specifically said that he wants to have some kind of like MMA style thing with Brock, but they haven't done many of them before. It's not like this is something that is very easily like, Oh, they'll do a last man standing or the, you know, they'll do a street fight or, you know, whatever it might be. I don't remember the last fight pit that we've gotten. Well, I think it was, yeah, I was just gonna say. I think it was the the it Matt Riddle feud. <laughs> well, we got the NXT fight pit things. I think we had two in NXT and one on the main roster, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. So it was. There's been it's Thatcher versus Riddle, and then Thatcher Champa, right? Yeah. And then yeah. Riddle and Rollins, and I think that that's it. I'm not remembering yeah. if there was any other ones. I mean, I mean, the reason why everyone got leaned towards fight pit is because these two have MMA backgrounds, right? And I mean, we got one, and I'm looking it up now. Yeah, we got. 
the one in 2020, one in 2021, and one in 2022. So it would be like, hey, let's check that off for 2023. But the idea behind that makes such perfect sense that it wouldn't shock me at all if WWE completely ignores that, since we've seen plenty of examples of that in the past where it's like, this person's got like, they've been uh, carrying a ladder to the ring for five weeks on this feud and you don't have it as a ladder match. Like, you know, so I would not be shocked whatsoever if they do some almost full match here and it ends in something really lame. And then they just say, we're having another match at mania and it's not in the fight pit, but I'm hoping that they at least have something else in mind, whether it is the fight pit thing or and a good enough elimination chamber thing that doesn't make it seem like they just did the match and why are you doing it again? Or if they do have something else in mind, like Lesnar's fighting somebody else and Lashley's fighting somebody else. If anything, um, you guys have talked a lot about the plan Edge, Balor, Hell in a Cell match. Maybe they just do two Hell in a Cells and you keep the structure up there. I don't know. But I think if you do it again, that mania, it has to be inside of some age of some sort and that's an interesting thing too because they've they meaning uh (laughs) the entire iwc kind of reporting system not wwe in, in and of itself but it has been mentioned many many times that edge versus finn balor inside hell in a cell is something that they were thinking about doing for potentially royal rumble it might have been pushed to wrestlemania it would be weird if they had Hell in a Cell set up on, say, night one, and then they dismantled it, and then they set up a fight pit for night two, or vice versa. So it very well could be Hell in a Cell both nights. Look at that. You're getting a Hell in a Cell match on each card, and that's good enough for the cage, and hey, it's a feud ender, and that's Lashley and Lesnar. They're two big guys. you know. That could be what they do instead. And then they can save the fight pit for maybe it's just going to be another random thing that happens with Riddle. Maybe it's a, hey, maybe it's another Lashley thing down the line. I don't know. But the current prediction that I have, I'm going to go Lashley at least comes out standing tall through some kind of bullshit with the Hurt Business. What about you guys? That's not a real prediction. (laughs) <laughs> well, I kind of feel it's like, well, they're not going that's, to address. That's not going to count anything for fantasy league, Tony. If you like, so if I if I have to say if I have to say fantasy league based on that, I'm going to say Lesnar wins. I'm going to say Lesnar wins. I'm going to go with Lashley. I'm going. Uh, my Lesnar winning is. Uh, Hold on, who won the last one? The uh, Royal uh, Rumble one. No, no the uh, Crown Jewel one. Lesnar. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be the standout then with a uh, with Lesnar. Yeah, sure, sure. Why not? Lesnar wins, but Lashley stands tall. That's what I'm gonna go with then. Well, think think about it this way: if they had the fight pit match, you you would assume that Lesnar would win, right? Right. So you think Lesnar's gonna go three and zero against Lashley? Yeah. This dude. Okay. <laughs> I think that the way that Lesnar's been booked in the past wouldn't shock me whatsoever. I mean, we not are in the worst timeline. So. Yeah, not great for Lashley. <laughs> no. No, it isn't. Maybe uh, Brock Lesnar will beat the shit out of Amos along the way and stuff too. I don't know. But 
if we were talking about the idea of the Hell in a Cell concept and everything, we should talk about the mixed tag team match that'll most likely lead into that. Edge and Beth Phoenix are going up against the Judgment Days, Finn Balor, and Rhea Ripley. And this is one of those scenarios, again, where it's like, well, you got to kind of do the one thing, but you also have to kind of do the other thing. So you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Where Edge and Beth Phoenix should, by all means, just win this. And this feud should have ended like nine fucking months ago. But at the same time, Rhea Ripley is going to be challenging Charlotte Flair for the title at WrestleMania. So how do you have Rhea Ripley lose here and not lose a lot of momentum? Well, you probably have Rhea beat Beth. And you probably do it by having Damian Priest and or Dominic coming out. Maybe just Dominic because Priest is involved elsewhere later. They'll probably cause a distraction. Edge and Beth Phoenix will lose. Edge will say this, you know, typical copy and paste type promo that we've seen many times in the past where it's like, all right, I'm sick and tired of the Judgment Day always making this a numbers game. So that, you know, we're going to do it at WrestleMania. Finn Balor, we're ending this. It's in Hell in a Cell. Judgment Day winning this. Yeah, so first of all, I, I think that this should be Rhea and Dom. It should have been. And, and then you get to... And then at least you say, Balor fucks them over, and then it's, okay, I want you for WrestleMania. However, I am of the full belief this just needs to end here. Ed and Beth win. Edge pins Balor. Doesn't hurt Rhea whatsoever. Just end it here and have Edge do something else for WrestleMania. If you're coming by what we won, I think we all would agree on that. That's where I would go here because realistically, I'm a, and I'm not even as salty as you are, where you're like, oh, we've seen this so many times. We only saw Edge fight Balor once, but I'm just over this story being a thing. Because it had so many rough twists and turns that I just, the, the faster we move on from it, the better. Um, and you know what? I'm going to just say, fuck it. I'm going to stick with my gut. Edge pins Balor. Um, Rhea gets away, so she's not looking weak going into the Charlotte match. And Judgment Day moves over to SmackDown because fucking keep him away from Edge. What I would say. <laughs> In this theoretical, what would you do with Judgment Day and what would you do with Edge for Mania? Judgment Day. Well, um, Dom's going to be fighting his father. He's going to be fighting Charlotte. So I would have Priest and Balor in maybe the Andre. If they absolutely have to be in a tag match, I'm sure, you know find someone to put them up against, even if it's like a tag team turmoil type thing. My main concern here is Edge has limited dates. Let's get him in the ring with some new people. So who would I put Edge up against at WrestleMania? You know, honestly, it's, it's hard to say because there's so few stars that pop out but I would do my best to get him in front of, even if it's freaking theory, and we all have something else in mind for theory, even if it's theory, get him in front of someone new. Limited dates. Get him in front of Solo. You know what I mean? Get him in front of anybody that he hasn't wrestled yet because 
he's probably only going to do this for another six months. You know? He might not do another WrestleMania. Let's get him someone fun. Hell, put him against Jay White. I didn't know they have Jay White. Put him against Jay White. <laughs> put him against someone new. <laughs> well, Callum, where are you landing on all this? I think that well, Beth Phoenix is there to um, to obviously look good in her return to like this, this one-off appearance, but that to inevitably take the pinfall loss to Rhea Ripley, who you're trying to build up to be the person that could potentially beat Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So the other two, if you are going to head towards them having a match at WrestleMania, which I think is the way that they will will go, then you need to have... Rhea be the one to get the victory because she's the one that needs to win out of all this. You don't need either Edge or Balor to get a victory over each other, like a legitimate, like one pinning the other victory. This to happen, and Beth isn't going to be doing anything at WrestleMania, most likely, so she can take a fall. Um, so yeah, that's just the way that I see it going. How I see it moving forward, I think you've just split Judgment Day in two for the remainder of the WrestleMania season, so you just have Balor and Priest continuing the feud with Edge on Raw, and you move Dominic and Rhea over to SmackDown to, for Dominic to feud with Ray and for Rhea to feud with Charlotte. There is a part of me that is starting to get a little bit nervous that they don't want to do Ray versus Dominic straight up and that they don't want to do anything really in mind other than some of the like the most basic kind of things where I, i'm kind of thinking you know I, I heard some rumblings before that they would potentially run uh bad bunny to return again and i'm like oh man are we gonna get edge and ray and, and, ray bad, and bunny. bad bunny against finn and dominic and damien and that's just there you go it's that I'll be honest i believe that more than i believe helen so it could be the case, but at the same time, I go, fuck me. How many times are we going to have these six man tags where this Just has been going on? Match, God damn it. Yeah, like, this has been going on for an entire year. This started with Edge and AJ Styles leading into WrestleMania. You've wasted a full year and it's not. I mean, you've had like somehow like the, the OC is feuding with them and then this is feuding with them and whatever. All these little tiny like couple week sidebar things that weren't that good on their own. None of them have told a good story. This has just been edge has backup against AJ. They're feuding for basically no reason whatsoever. And then they just keep fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. There's not been any, Oh, you know, Hey, AJ styles and Finn Balor have history with the bullet club. So let's have them fight and fight and fight and fight. Yeah. <laughs> edge he comes back and then he takes six months off and then he comes back and then he takes two months off. And then he it's just, I've been tired of it since way before SummerSlam. So if all this is going to lead to is just Ray and edge and Beth, uh, Ray and edge and bad bunny. And maybe Beth is on the outside. I don't know. Against Balor and priest and Dominic and the big, like, hurrah of the whole thing is you see a moment's worth of ray and dominic against each other and then they're going to continue that still afterward <laughs> hey at least Rhea's going to possibly want it win a title so yeah 
I do kind of think it is just going to boil down in this particular segment. Rhea pins Beth. And then whether it's the I'm tired of your interference. Let's go inside a hell in a cell thing. Or if it's Dominic's out there and Ray comes out to help. And then let's do a six man tag or something. It's not like we're going to get some major, major surprises going on here. I don't think. It's. I say it all the time because I'm such a big Edge fan. His comeback run. So it was fine, but it was just like mid, you know, like I, I wanted more and I still want more. So I'm going to say Edge and Beth win. We move on. Could at least be holding out hope, right? Yep. <laughs> Until they go, no, fuck you. We only want him to fight his two people for six years. Um, anyway, moving on here, let's go back to the women's division side of this, because we know that Rhea Ripley is going to go up against Charlotte Flair, but we don't know who is going to fight Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. And I hate to be the guy that says this kind of a thing, but this is the honest opinion that I've got going into this. The Raw Women's Championship number one contenders elimination chamber match does not feel to me like it has any glaringly obvious that's the cool match to do at WrestleMania. Oh my God. It's the, the marquee setup of the two top women, the obvious person who should challenge Bianca Belair, man, that's a potential night one main event. None of that kind of stuff. I really feel like looking at this field and it's a talented field. I'm a fan of all of them. Some more than others, of course, but nobody in this group winning the match and then just being like, and I'm going to fight Bianca Belair. None of it seems interesting to me. <laughs> the field for anybody who doesn't know, unless they do something where they go, Hey, you know, somebody gets taken out of the match and then, ah, it was a swerve. And this person's going to fight Belair, which I don't even have any ideas in mind of what that could be, but it is Oscar, Carmella, Liv Morgan, Natalia, Nikki cross and Raquel Rodriguez. One of them, in theory, should win this and go on to fight Bianca for the title of Mania. So let's go one by one here. Maybe you guys agree, disagree about the ranking that I've got going on. If you do, let me know. Um, The person who's got the absolute least amount of a chance is probably Natalia. I already disagree with you. I already told you the other day that can easily go. Well, we ain't got because let's be real. Whatever Bianca does isn't headlining either night. It shouldn't, at least. So they could easily just decide here. Let's throw Natty a bone. So you think it's more Nikki Cross, maybe? Nikki Cross is the least likely. Oh, Carmella's the least likely. What are oh, you talking yeah, about? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right. He's absolutely right. Carmella is the least likely because we're not getting Carmella in a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. I apologize, Callum. You're absolutely right. See, all three of those are all very, very close to me, but I would rank Carmella slightly above Nikki and Natty just because she was somebody who had been gone for a little bit and they might have forgotten that they've done the match a million times because they've done that with Bel Air. Well, see, I put Natty above both times because it's in Canada. Yes. You would think more so the pop from the Montreal, Canada. No, there won't be any pop from the Montreal crowd. Are you joking? But they might think that there's going to be some kind of pop from the Montreal crowd. They'll probably look at Natalia winning and just think, what? 
Well, <laughs> really? I mean, you're like, thinking we, we that don't the... care, we don't actually care about her just because she's from this country. Well, you don't, you know, like I do. I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm not saying that Montreal's gonna be crazy for Natty Wooden. To be clear, but I, I definitely like if I was ranking those three, it would be Natty with the most chance, Nikki underneath that, and Carmel underneath that. Nikki, because let's just be real, maybe they're like. Hey, we want to bring back sanity anyway. We can do sanity versus the street profits and Bianca. Like Bianca has so whatever happened here has such little factor that that could just be what they do because, well, whatever you know, Bianca's match isn't the most important match going into the show. It is curious why they didn't put somebody like a Piper Nevin in here because it's like those three. Realistically, those three aren't going to win. It's down to Oscar, Liv, and Raquel. And that in and of itself, I mean, I don't know. Because, again, Liv Morgan is popular. But are you going to put Liv Morgan against Bianca at Mania and force the crowd to have to pick between the two baby faces? Are you going to turn Liv heel? I don't think so. There, there's an easy way to do that match. There's a very easy way to do that match. Bianca is the golden child who never loses. Liv is frustrated because she always has to fight her way back up. There, you can tell that story, and it's a believable story. It's not what I would put as my Raw Women's Championship match, but they are two very popular characters. There is a reason to believe that Liv Morgan could potentially win, especially after her Royal Rumble I really feel like they're in a situation right now where however many weeks or months ago when they started to plan out the Mania card, Triple H and whoever else was putting this input, they were like, I think it's time for Rhea to finally win the Royal Rumble and we should really have her beat Charlotte at Mania. And then they said, okay, well, what do we do with the other belt? And they went, uh, fuck. Because <laughs> it doesn't feel like they're actually setting anything up to be like, hey, this person's got a lot of momentum or like, hey, there's a bitter feud going on with Bianca. I don't think that they really care. I mean, they care. I shouldn't say that they don't care. I think that they're kind of treating this mania as like, look, we don't really have anything for Bianca. Let's just do whatever the best case scenario is as like a a backup option and move the fuck on and wait until the roster gets shifted around with the draft and maybe we call some people up or maybe some people stop being injured or here and there. Cause Belair has been kind of just doing nothing. Hold on a minute. I think we're forgetting who the chief content officer is. You're going to tell me that triple H isn't sitting here salivating at the idea of putting Oscar and Bianca in a women's title match. When you watch how, Asuka was booked in NXT when Triple H had full control of NXT? That's probably what's happening, because Asuka is the one that looks the strongest going into this. But I don't feel like that at all was something that a few months ago was like, man, can't wait for Asuka to come back so we can build up that feud against Bianca. I think that that's more so, hey, I remember that Asuka used to be great. Why don't we just like uh, make her seem like she's a big deal again? You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe, but that's okay, because... They have a lot of other great stuff taking up the top of this card. And I do think that there is a chance that Raquel turns heel and goes up against her, but I don't think that they 
trust Raquel to be in that spot quite yet. Dude, fuck. This Raquel character sucks. The uh, and smile and turn my back to you. Oh and, my god. Yeah. It's, it's genuinely, as someone who loved watching her NXT, it's one of the like most frustrating things to see because there's nothing there. She just is all smiles and then says, I have back muscles. Flex. That's one of the characters that they haven't bothered to actually put any effort into since the McMahon regime. Because she was doing that with McMahon and charged. You know, McMahon said, smile, you're a baby face. And so far, that's all the character direction that they've given her. And I, I just, I think it's Asuka. And I think that that's fine because Asuka's a reinvented character. She's Got something going for her. I don't think they've done Bianca and Asuka on pay-per-view. But I think all of this works. I think it's Asuka as well, but I am not anywhere near as high on it as I should be. Because Asuka is fucking great. And Bianca is great. And it should be the type of thing that it's like, oh man, we built that up and that's so cool. But because they spent so much time teaming with each other against damage control for like seven months or whatever it was, and they just had some little skirmish things on Raw or whatever it might have been over the course of Bianca's past uh, two years or so, it just doesn't feel special to me. It just kind of seems like it's um, the best case scenario out of something that you didn't bother to put any effort into. I mean, even Triple H had to fight Sheamus one year. Sometimes you just get... Even that, though, I think that made a little bit more sense to be special. Because that was kind of like, okay, Sheamus is definitely a Triple H guy. Sheamus is on its way up. Let's have him fight Triple H and maybe beat him at Mania. Then that way he can kind of be a big deal and all. That felt more like a WrestleMania match to me than Bianca against any of these options. And part of it is... I mean, I don't want to say part of it's Bianca's fault... Part of it's Bianca's trajectory's fault. Because really, what's her title reign been? She's held the belt for a year. She beat Bailey a bunch of times and she beat Becky a bunch of times. And then she had like three matches with Alexa or something. That's it, right? Am I missing anything else? Yep, but she's been champion for a year and that's what matters. I mean, the only thing I'm missing is probably that she did like five KODs on Piper Devin. <laughs> <laughs> or do drop, sure I should say. You get her up for a sixth. Yeah, that's that's it. That's all she's done. So this has been a very lackluster title reign for Bianca, and it's not her fault as far as performances go because she is great in the ring and she's got all the tools and stuff. They just haven't given her shit to do. So uh, I'm I'm going Oscar as well. Is it a uh, three votes for Oscar, Callum, or are you going somebody else? I mean, up until. Roar, I was convinced that it was Raquel winning. Did Asuka like, laying out literally everybody help you? Well, well, it's not even that really, because my concern with Asuka winning is if Asuka wins, then Bianca's getting booed at WrestleMania. Because no one will want Asuka to lose that match. Because Asuka's now got... Asuka's always been very popular, and she's been, like, renownedly popular and beloved by the audience because she is a very interesting dynamic character as well as a great wrestler and then you chuck in the fact that she's now Kana Asuka which appeals to a small audience that 
um, knows her for a time in Japan. And so I think that with that new dynamic to her character going against uh, Bianca Belair, who is obviously incredibly good in the ring, but has had, as you describe, a very bland and middle-of-the-road title reign, I think that she becomes John Cena on this on Opera Estimania if you go that route. Where I think she's headed that way anyway. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's like, that's the, that's what you're going to get as a result, which is Bianca will go in as the babyface and Asuka will, I I think it'll go, if they go that route, it'll be babyface, babyface still. And then they'll probably do something in the match because they are quite tone deaf, even in this new regime of having Asuka do something underhanded to beat Bianca and win the title. And so Asuka's de facto heel, but the crowd is going to cheer when she cheats to win because they don't want to yeah, yeah, the use of the mist or whatever, because they they like her more than they like um than they like Bianca at the moment, and that's why I was leaning more towards. Well, if you want her to stay babyface and you want her to continue to be like the top babyface star of the women's division, Raw or SmackDown, then you put her with Raquel because no one will want Raquel to beat. Even though Raquel's a babyface, she's such a a bland and nothing babyface that you put her with Bianca and no one's going to want her to win over Bianca. Bianca is far more at least likable and engaging and more full, like a full character compared to her. Even if her character is just that she um, like a, a wind all the time and she's just pretty good in the ring. That's more than I have back. That is, <laughs> that is, that, that's always, and that is all that Raquel's character is. Imagine so, the feud to WrestleMania being a smile off and a back muscle pose off. <laughs> that's what. That's exactly what the fuck they'll do. That's what. That's what they could me. do. That, yeah, yeah. They would definitely do a pose off at some point because Bianca's now more into um bodybuilding, uh, bodybuilding competitions. Yeah. yeah. So, so they would definitely do it. Like, so, so, and realistically, what appeals to Triple H's ego more than a bodybuilding contest? That's, so that's also it's starting to feel more well, real. I, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I, well, that's that's what I'm saying. It is, it is, it is. I, I, I know that we brought up Liv Morgan before, but like, I, I, there's zero chance that she's winning this. It's between these two, mm-hmm. and I think that there's a very real chance for either of them. Your your talk is convincing me more towards Asuka, and I would prefer that because it would just be the better match. And at the end of the day, whether the feud is a bit cold going into it or Bianca's character is a bit stale at this point in time, fundamentally, if it's a good match on a show, I'm going to enjoy it more than like. A, uh, a well-booked shit match so if i have the opportunity if i have the choice then i will definitely go with Asuka versus bianca over raquel versus bianca but i i think that at the moment my, i'm kind of 60 40 on between those two legitimately i think that if we do tag team turmoil at mania they're just gonna have raquel and live in there as a team i was gonna get that that same point because when they did the thing at the other day. right when they did the stuff with uh, the six woman tag, they seemed very much like they were on the same page, and it does give me a little bit of the vibe that they've done before, which was like over the course of this past year, Raquel has been a tag team member with Dakota, or no, wait, no, that wasn't this year. That was last year before that, right? Yes, it was. It was still in this calendar. It was still in the past twelve months. That yeah. she was okay, so it was Raquel Mania last year, Raquel and Dakota, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, they won the titles from a uh, yeah, uh, 
That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's true. And so about the next week, yeah. And then they dropped it to Toxic Attraction. That was the whole thing. Yeah. Um. So Raquel's been with Dakota, and then she was with Aaliyah, and then she was with Shotzi, and Liv has been with a couple people here and there. She seemed to have a little bit of a tag team with Tegan, but they didn't really do too much with that. Tegan, meanwhile, you look at her history, it's like the Tegan and Shotzi and then Ember thing. So they just sort of keep throwing people together and going, is there any synergy here? Is there anything we could do? And Raquel has this way too long history of just being like, well, let's put her in a tag team division. We don't want to do it quite yet. So let's make her a tag team member. So I am very much leaning towards back to the same thing we were talking about before Raquel and Liv, Rhonda and Shayna, Becky and Lita, or something else, I don't really know, and Damage Control doing some tag team turmoil thing at Mania, because they have been doing that for the past few years now. They nixed the Women's Battle Royal, and their response seems to be, fucking women's tag team, throw them all in there. And they might even include some other ones, too. It might be, like, Nikki and Piper, it might be... Carmella and uh, I don't know uh, who's another heel that they've got. They don't really have a whole lot of options when it comes to that. But I had been saying before that I thought that they were going to do something with Liv and Alexa and the Bray Wyatt thing and all. They don't even seem to be heading in a certain direction for Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy, let alone to incorporate the two women involved in that. So right now I'm thinking it's probably just uncle howdy against bray wyatt and alexa bliss is there as like they're fighting over her or something or she just shows up and costs one of them the match and there is no live involved whatsoever and live is just with a tag team with raquel and all so it's all just coming up very much like all right raw women's championship taking a real dive this year and that they're just gonna go let's eh, move on Shut up. <laughs> I'm going Oscar. Rob's going Oscar. Callum, you uh, still sticking with Raquel or are you going Oscar now too? I'll, I'll go Oscar is the most, uh, I think, yeah, that's out of the two. I think she's the more likely option. Yeah. So let's talk about the other Elimination Chamber match. This one is for the United States Championship. And I think that this is not only going to be the better match, but I think that it's also potentially a lot uh, more sound of a build towards wrestlemania <laughs> in some ways uh we have montez Ford, jenny gargano bronson reed seth rollins damian priest and austin theory going in as the champion and i think based off of the way that we've done this before you know to try to take about the people who have the least amount of chance to win does anybody think that there's any chance whatsoever that montez ford wins this you're out no, it's very unlikely. I shouldn't say zero. There's always a chance. As much as he is somebody who's held the title before, I also think there's even less of a chance for Damian Priest than some of the other guys. I think he's here just to fill out another number. Yeah, but he'll have a good showing. Yeah, he'll do fine, but he's not going to win this by any means. No, Priest won't win either. There's a slight chance that Johnny Gargano or Bronson Reed could win, but I think it's very, very slight. The Johnny idea Gargano is currently my number three. I'll say that. He's kind of my number three, yeah. I 
Uh, I'll just bury the lead. The way I look at it, Austin Theory is either retaining this so he can defend the belt at WrestleMania against John Cena, which then brings up some question marks of how do you have Cena win if he does not going to win the title? Does he win the title and vacate it? Does he just lose? Is it one of those, hey, Austin Theory won by count out, but at the same time, John Cena leaves him out afterward, blah, 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 blah. Or do you go with somebody like a Seth Rollins winning and it's Rollins versus Logan Paul for the United States Championship? Or do you go with, hey, look, you could have John Cena versus Austin Theory, no title on the line. You could have Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul, no title on the line. And then give the belt to Bronson Reed or Johnny Gargano and have just them against each other for the United States title is one of the lower card kind of matches. That's because what else are you going to do with somebody like those guys? I, I will be very clear. If Johnny Gargano manages to win this title. It means Chomp is cleared and Hunter wants to do it at mania. That's what I think too. Like if Johnny Gargano wins here, Chomp is cleared and they're running it back at mania. Bronson Reed, I don't think has much of a chance, but he will throw people through pods because he's big. He's um, going to get eliminated by Seth Rollins. <laughs> I'll say that. He's going to get a stomp, and that's going to be the pinfall. It'll be a pile on. It'll be like a super kick, a stomp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Mons has frog splash, even. Um, I'll just go ahead and say what I think. I think Austin Theory's not walking out of here with the belt. They could even do the thing where he gets eliminated first. Just to, whoa, hey, oh my god. Guaranteed title. Guaranteed. Change, yeah. yeah. I think Seth Rollins is winning, and I think Logan Paul is winning his first world his first WWE title at WrestleMania. You're going so far as that he's gonna win that belt, huh? I think Logan Paul will beat Seth Rollins for the US title at WrestleMania. It'll be a great match. I mean, like I I realize I just said everything I need to need to say, but I think look. It's Rollins doing that. That's my number one pick. I think Theory could win and go on to Cena, and then Cena has to win. I just want to see Cena win a match. I know I might be the only one, but I just want to see him win. And then, if not that, then Gargano wins, and it means they have Ciampa. But, of course, this is all fantasy booking as I I speak. You're going to get Edge versus Gargano. (laughs) It's better than Bauer. Yeah, that's true. Where are you laying on this, Callum? I think Austin Fury is retaining, and it's just a, a much of a match in this, really. It's just a, it, it's just a means to get a good match on the show, obviously fulfill the Elimination Chamber brief, of typically having two matches on a show. and But it would, it's mainly just for Austin Fury to probably come out another night after winning this, the night after, and say, I've beaten everybody on the roster for this title and then John Cena's music plays or there's a video screen of him appearing on it and he's basically saying well I held that title with honor and would defend it all the time and you're proving to be quite the fighting champion yourself so what do you say that uh, we square up at Wrestlemania dog or whatever <laughs> and uh, <laughs> might just throw that into people the street or whatever <laughs> but um but yeah, I I I think it's a, that's pretty much it, really. I think Rollins and Logan Paul make sense for WrestleMania, so they'll go that route. I don't think that'll be for the title just yet. I don't think they'll put a title on Logan Paul just yet. Maybe 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 that's in the plans eventually because he is very good at this, but uh, I don't think they're going to do it straight away. 
And I think that, yeah, I think all four other members of this uh, of this card are are completely uh, completely uh, out of it. Like I don't see any chance of any other before winning. Realistically, actually, I think the person that I think is most likely to win outside of those ones is Montez, because I just think that they might just think, oh, it's cool to have them have the tag team guy win the match I could definitely see a scenario where Montez Ford is the last guy that Austin Ferry pins that could they be a case and, yeah kind of one of those hopeful spots Kofi magic. yeah they try and capture a little bit of like, like that Kofi magic in the elimination chamber and Dude, yeah and if, and if they ever it, have any I don't want to say it would be annoying but like I fear the backlash to that will be okay now people just want to see Montez beat Theory at Mania I just want I just want to do this Theory and Cena thing because I feel like we've been talking about it for years now and I, that, that can't even be possible, but it just seems like this has been a thing for so long. Oh, I mean, cool it makes sense. Theory was, uh, he was on the WrestleMania card uh, during the pandemic thing, you know, WrestleMania 2020. Yeah. So it but has I, been I, I do like years. For each other. I do like Callum's idea of Having Montez have that like Kofi Mania hopes about. Yeah. So I think they might do it just to at least test the waters of Montez as a potential singles guy as well, if they are, are thinking about either splitting up the Street Profits or at least giving him more of a, a singles push. But yeah, I don't see any chance of Gargano because they just haven't uh, booked him strongly enough and they've basically let him do pretty much nothing for the most part. Uh, Bronson Reed after that reaction that he got in the uh, on the on Raw, which was basically crickets. I think that there's zero chance of it. I just don't think anyone. I I I genuinely think that a large portion of the WWE audience, even though he's been on TV for he debuted like a couple of months ago, I don't think they. I don't think people when they see him come out know who he is. Yeah, they haven't it's done just, too much with him to really be like he's not having squash matches every week where even somebody like Veer, yeah. people kind of understood who that he was. Well, he he came in and helped uh, what helped the Miz straight away, and then they've had one like pr- backstage promo segment, and then they're just disassociated with each other immediately. Like, what 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 did he get out of it? Like, why did he help mm-hmm. the Miz? I just don't get it. It's weird because yeah, like the Miz was partnered with Champa. And the the whole Logan Paul thing and, you know, whatever. And they eventually transitioned over to the whole thing with the, the Dexter Loomis feud and the Johnny Gargano thing and Bronson Reed comes in. And all these guys just seem to be floating around with nothing to do. So that's where I kind of go, maybe they are planning on doing Gargano versus Ciampa and they've just been waiting to do it because Ciampa hasn't been cleared. Then they start getting closer to Mania and then they're like, eh, let's not do anything. We'll put a pin in it and then come back around to it. And there is a part of me that goes... Hey, you know, it would make sense kind of to be like, let's take the belt off of theory. So that way Cena can beat him a mania and we don't have to deal with the whole not having the title on Cena or putting it as a, the worst thing you could do is to be like, it's a non-title match. Cause then everybody goes, okay, if then Cena fucking wins, if you want to get around it like that, Gargano could very much win this. And that could be their, excuse for why gargano's got this random match at mania instead of just being like hey it's gargano and dexter loomis against i mean they can't really go back to the feud and be like uh against the miz and bronson reed and we've decided that after five weeks that they're teaming back up again that wouldn't make any sense but 
Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that screams to me that there's something to do on there. And part of me is just kind of going, ah, you know what? I got a feeling that these guys are just going to be in the Andre and it's just going to probably happen on SmackDown and they're not going to do it at Mania. That they're maybe even Triple H is probably set on the idea of like, well, that'll be good for Fox. Because we look, they might agree, they might disagree. I think it's pretty clear that over the course of these past couple of years, there's an agreement with Fox that they need to do certain big matches on there. For like two and a half or three years, they didn't defend the Intercontinental Championship on the pay-per-view at all. That went from Mania with Apollo Crews and Big E to... Was it Clash of the Castle? It might have been that far. And I think that one of the main driving forces for that was hey, let's keep the Intercontinental Championship feuds as a Fox exclusive thing to make Fox feel like, look, you're never going to see the Intercontinental title defended elsewhere. It's You got to go tune into Fox for that. And the past two years, we've gotten the Fox big WrestleMania SmackDown episode with the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I kind of got a feeling that we might get a Bronson Reed and a Johnny Gargano and all them just thrown in there. And it's like, look, we don't have enough spots at mania for everybody, but you're getting the Fox mania type of thing. And that sucks, but we might be looking at this on Saturday night and going, Hey, Johnny Gargano won the United States title. And that makes sense. And now Ciampa pops up on raw and look at that. We're getting Ciampa versus Gargano. It is a possibility about Seth Rollins and Logan Paul, but I think that that feud certainly doesn't need a title involved whatsoever. So the belt situation is kind of depending a lot, I think on whether or not they do have seen a planned and if they want to have seen a beat theory and possibly give the belt to somebody else in the meantime. My thing is I always had the idea that Logan would be working for his first title by WrestleMania. I just thought, you know, maybe it would be the IC title, whatever, but, it's a great push, and then you get the the Logan rub and all that. Um, I don't know. I it is <laughs> the it Logan is a fun rub. chamber. It just sounds like a new product. He's going to be hawking. I, I hope not. <laughs> it is a a fun year where things are kind of wide open because it's not like okay, well, we we're putting uh, Roman in the chamber, and gee, I wonder who's going to win. Kind of thing. Yeah. So I do think that this is one of those times that it sounds like there are three, potentially even four, very interesting scenarios that are happening. But then I go, I mean, Matt Cardona and Nick Aldis and uh, the great Muda and other people didn't show up at Royal Rumble. And it was as easy as Cody's number 30 and one. Some of the booking strategies that they've been doing with the Triple H regime have been the most basic thing is what happens and why are you trying to make it so convoluted? So at the end of the day, even though I'm sitting there going, I don't know if John Cena can beat Theory at Mania or if Cena just you know wins the title and drops it or all these other kind of things, at the end of the day, I'm going, yeah, it probably makes more sense that Theory just retains and he says, I'm the greatest US champion of all time and then Cena comes out. Not here. By the way, they don't drag that out more. But I'm going to go Austin Theory retains. 
I'm going around. Callum, you're also going theory? Yeah, he's theory. going theory, yeah. And then you're going Rollins? Yep. Rob. All right, well, uh, that is something that we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on. And there's less of a chance that we disagree when it comes to the final match to talk about here. The Undisputed WWE Universal Championship is on the line. Roman Reigns is up against Sami Zayn. Obviously, the story has been playing out for many, many months, so we don't need to recap that whole thing. The only thing that we should recap, in case anybody is unaware on the preview side of things, was what happened on Monday Night Raw, which was a follow-up from last week. Now, last week, Cody Rhodes had said, look, I keep looking ahead at Roman Reigns, but there's a chance that I might actually be fighting Sami Zayn for the title at Mania. And then they very kind of quickly went, that's yeah, going to be Roman, with the Paul Heyman feud <laughs> uh, uh, promo that was going on. But this week, Sami Zayn came out, said, I want to hear from Cody Rhodes. Is that just BS lip service? Or do you actually think that I can beat Roman? And they had a little powwow, which in some ways I thought was really cool. And in some ways I thought was really sad where they were like, I, I can't wait to win the title. And I hope that you win the title too. And we can have a great match at WrestleMania and hurrah. And uh, you need to finish your story. I don't need to finish mine. And I really liked Roman's uh, TikTok where he's like, you two needed to do a pep rally to try to convince yourselves you could beat me. No fucking way you're beating me. I'm going to retain against both your asses. And it's like, huh. yeah, that's exactly what he should be saying. He should be like, you, you got to fucking set yourselves up to be like, yeah, I believe in you. You can be fuck you. Superman punch. I'm going to beat you. I obviously don't hope that that ends up being the case in mania, but Sami Zayn's not winning the belt here, guys. It's not happening. And I know a lot of people are like, but maybe. And they're setting themselves up for a real big disappointment. And look, we've all talked about at the end of the year awards, Sami Zayn won like every single possible good, like, you know, best superstar of the year and all this. I think we all are in agreement if there wasn't the Cody Rhodes element to this whole thing, the very clear and obvious best case scenario, and you could still argue it would be better anyway, would be Sami Zayn beats Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, but that it's not realistically happening, right? I don't know what the fuck is wrong with just having Sami and Kevin reunite in their hometown. Listen, I understand. I get it. It's been a great story. Mm-hmm. But my God, I've never seen just like people want this Cody thing to not work for some reason. And it's fucking firing on all cylinders. Like, why would you why don't people want to see this happen? And listen, my- I, I I don't mean to derail everything. It's just that, like, we all know what we're going to say here. It's obvious Roman Reigns is beating <laughs> Sami Zayn. Roman Reigns retains over Sami Zayn. There's some sort of a beatdown thing. If the Usos can pop up, which we still don't know if they're allowed to go there or not, I think it might be that Jay might be able to, but Jimmy can't. And Jay's the only one you need. Jay's the only one that you really need because he needs to turn on Sami Zayn, and then Kevin Owens can come out and and help save him. And they could do that whole kind of counterbalance the thing with the Royal Rumble and all. But, I mean, it's the type of thing that I've said in different articles and different analogies I fully understand, like, I know that, like, Callum's been arguing this point, and, and I agree with you, like, the one of the best stories that they could possibly tell would be Sami Zayn beats Roman Reigns at Mania, and that would be such a good feel-good moment, but since they've got the Cody thing, 
and you kind of can't screw that over and they didn't split the belts and they didn't figure out all the other ways that they could have gotten around it. I think some people, and I'm not accusing Callum of this either, by the way, but I know some people online are just bitching and bitching and bitching are they're looking at their favorite case scenario of Sami Zayn beating Roman as like the S tier option. And they're ignoring that they don't have any other ideas in mind for Cody, for Kevin, for the Usos, because I've never seen a single person online suggest anything for them. I've only ever seen Sammy should beat Roman. And then if somebody ever brings up the idea of like, well, what do you do with Cody? They go, I don't know, fucking whatever. And what do you do with Kevin? I don't know, fucking whatever. What do you do with the Usos? And they go, I, they just, they fight like Boogs and Elias. And so a lot of people are so hyper-focused on their one favorite title match at mania is S tier. And they would rather have all the other elements crumble than to have everybody gets an a plus, you know? And that's where I go like, man, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few kind of. My thing is I, I don't, I don't mind people wanting that, you know, they're into the storyline. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. My issue becomes, these are also people who claim that they are the most smart and that they, they know everything about wrestling and they're too, so smart to the inner workings, but yet they're just suggesting their favorite thing, like, you know, an average fan would. Yeah, that happens a lot. A lot of people are like, I could book WWE so well. And then you ask them what their ideas are and they're like, Nakamura's champion. And you're like, how? And and who's he feud with? And they're like, because I like him. And you're like, okay, never mind. <laughs> But I do see the arguments that like a lot of people are like, hey, man, it sucks that Sami Zayn's not fighting Roman at Mania. And like, yeah, that sucks. I mean, in a perfect world, there would be another world championship and Cody could be fighting for that belt and we could get Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. Like, that would be a really great scenario. It doesn't help out the Usos and the Kevin Owens part of it. But maybe in a different world, maybe there would have been some other elements to that and maybe they could have gotten some other scenarios. But Sammy Zane's not winning this, and that's okay. <laughs> More than okay, because Sammy Zane is going to get to finish his story in the main event of WrestleMania. He's just going to be teaming with his best friend to beat the Usos. And realistically, realistically, that is what the story has been from a good portion of it, too. It, it hasn't been that Sammy Zane's been entirely targeting Roman Reigns. It's been that Kevin Owens and Sammy Zane and the whole friendship side. So that's the story here. It just happens to be that the Roman Reigns title thing is also out there. It's like, a, you know, we've gotten people, you know, the NWO, the outsiders, they bring in Hulk Hogan and they do that. That was like, hey, fuck WCW. That wasn't screw the giant out of the title or who who was the champion at the time when the the giant. You got it right. All right, I thought so. I was like, it wasn't like okay, well, we're building up to beating the giant. It was like, no, this is like an anti WCW thing. So then you build that story, and it ends up being who's the champion of WCW that can beat the NWO. Like you know, certain things they can go, and you can have some twists and turns, but. It never registered to me that this story was about Sami Zayn versus Roman. It always seemed like it was Sami Zayn and the friendship side of things, which the tag team titles, it's friendship, it's partnerships. 
talked a lot about it, but we haven't had Callum the, the opportunity to say his piece. What do you agree with? What do you disagree with? I think that the one thing I primarily agree on is that Roman's going to win this match. Whether I think it's the right decision or not is completely up to interpretation. Right. I, I think that... I think... WWE had their one thing where they had Drew McIntyre at Clash of the Castle. I know I've spoken about this at the mm-hmm. time as well, but but you're right though. They could but Drew should have won that match. There. Yeah, Drew should have yes. won that match, and he should have become the world champion there. And Sammy is in like going to get the biggest monster pop he's ever got. And by all rights, he should win this match. And I, I would, of all things, and I'm, I'm I'm the last person that you would come to to suggest we take anything from the Attitude Era and try and uh, see what happens there. But I think you should do a Mick Foley with Sami Zayn. You have Sami win the title here, and he drops it on SmackDown a couple of days later. Hmm. Back to Roman. Because realistically, what does that hurt? It, it Okay, Roman's title reign gets ended, and so it's not at however many thousand days or whatever it is right now. But realistically, who who gives a shit about that? Like, like no one cares about that. No one cares about that number. I agree with you, but the problem is we don't have that Austin pop, and people don't care because they don't. They'll want to see Austin beat Rock because people are just going to be too upset when Sammy loses it in five days. Otherwise, I completely agree with you. Yeah, there would definitely be a portion of the crowd that would just be like, "Oh, you did all that just for he could fucking lose? Uh, Why you? Why you burying?" Sammy and then well, they might even seen, lash back more on the Cody Rhodes thing and just be like, of course you got to push him out of the way for that. And, you know, but I see where you're going with the idea of like, that would be such a big, big pop. And that would be so cool. I mean, you seem to be okay with the idea of fans just like, okay, fan, the fans that are really bitching about Sami Zayn winning on this and going to WrestleMania, they're fine. But like, we have to be concerned about the ones that are going to bitch about him. If Sammy was to win and then lose the title later on. Uh, I just want to say on record, I hate all fans of the bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, myself it's, included. It's yes. like, it's not the best case scenario to have them complaining about anything whatsoever. And the way that they should have gone about this, I think is to maybe not put so much of an emphasis on the underdog story and kind of get it in the people's minds that that's where they were going to lead for mania. And maybe that's not even WWE's fault. Because, I mean, they didn't say anything about, like, and then I'm going to go on to Mania up until recently. So maybe it is just, like, you can't help but have the fans get into the angle and then be like, oh, man, they really like it. Fuck, that's actually not what we were planning, you know? Well, they can't really help it in the sense that, like... It's been great. Of course, if, it, well, yeah, well, yeah, but of course, like, if Sammy is going for the title at Elimination Chamber... And of course, he his his mind he's defending the title WrestleMania, so they have to bring they have to bring it up. That's why it was important they did that segment on Raw because otherwise you're just building up the idea that Cody's beating Roman or Cody is fighting Roman at the very least at WrestleMania, and that Sammy's got to Sammy's basically there as a stopgap, which is probably what the route is they're taking. And as you say, if Jay can appear in Canada, which I think is is likely the case, then he screws Sammy. And you build up a very heated tag team feud for the tag titles, which is saying tag titles has not had WrestleMania for a very, very long time. Probably ever, pretty much. I don't like even when you have like the triple threat 
to ladders tag team matches they weren't like big rivalries they were just you know plunder matches and so people got excited for them between the and three biggest teams headline mania no, and, and I don't think they'll, and I don't think they'll, and I don't think they'll headline Mania here either. But that's just neither here nor there. Just because I don't think, I, I think that they care too much about the aesthetics of it, that they'll put Rhea and Charlotte as the main event anyway. But uh, I'm kind of fifty fifty about that. I actually think that there's a chance Logan Paul and Seth Rollins might main event the first night. I think, I think um, the tag match is going to open one of the shows. It wouldn't shock me if that's the opener for night two. Yeah, and that the story is kind of like let's keep the bloodline well, stuff to night two. Yeah, but either way, that seems to be the approach they're taking, and they can definitely pivot the heat onto that currently exists between uh, Roman and Sammy, and pivot that onto Jay and Jimmy against Kevin and Sammy because as they like, they probably have always wanted to be tag team champions in WWE, mm-hmm. or just the, and, and there's that inbuilt history there. And I'd say there's the story isn't necessarily about even about the Kevin and uh, Sammy partnership and them being friends or even between Sammy and Roman. It's between Sammy and Jay. Because Sammy and Jay were two people that Jay was always the guy who was suspicious of Sammy. And that's what Jay and Roman thing ties back into that. And so and they built up the fact that there's been a kinship that's developed between Sammy and Jay over time that they're they became best buds for a while and then sammy broke away by turning his back on roman jay is super conflicted about it but jay will inevitably fall in line with his family and so that can add an even more bitter personal edge to this because sammy will feel betrayed by jay but jay feels betrayed by sammy and they're both in both in their minds feel like both sides are in the right and both sides are in the wrong so we'll yeah, we'll see how that goes and that. And it definitely is the most impactful tag team feud they would have done in ages and ages and ages. But I still think that I don't know, it's 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 a hard thing to quantify because it's such a you're you're setting yourself up to a, for a really deflating ending of this show. Yeah, I don't think so because I think they lift them with Kevin and Sammy hugging at the end and then you get the montreal pop in that way and then they sing old country road and then they go home i was gonna say (laughs) then drew mcintyre comes out with the microphone (laughs) but yes so so maybe it's not as deflating as it would be a clash of the castle because they did just they had nothing after him losing like the big thing for that was like solo's co-debuting and they decided okay we're just gonna keep this run going even though like it feels like a good time to switch it up and and I don't know. I think people get um, too overawed by the length of title reigns. And I mean, you've just spoken about Bianca as well. Bianca's been the champion for a year, and she hasn't really done much with that time. Like it's always about quantity rather than quality. The qu- yeah, well, that's that's the way that WWE see it. They see quantity as quality when it's it's not. And realistically, Reigns has had. I'm not saying it's a bad title reign by any stretch of imagination, but there are only like fleeting moments where it's and and this has been the hottest it's ever been right now it's in this feud with sammy and the bloodline and everything associated with that before that it was primarily just him fighting brock lesnar all the time mm-hmm. and it's like you know my feelings about that <laughs> yeah so i'd say about i'd say about 60 70 percent of roman's reign has been blah like kind of nothing really and then this last portion in particular has been like Red the hot. best it's been yeah, and that's why it kind of sucks a bit that it won't end with Sammy getting the victory because Sammy's the one that's been the catalyst for all this, really. 
like I know the story with Cody and I understand the story with Cody and they've done a good job of building up that side of the rivalry as well and like I'd say that's not falling flat at all and people who are saying that oh they're just going to boo Cody when Sammy loses like that's just not true it's demonstrably not true but it does but there is it doesn't have the same weight of people who have watched and have enjoyed this rivalry that uh, this has so I, I totally understand the the weight of emotion people feel about the fact that it's that what they want to see is likely not going to happen but I think that it will lead to a great tag team match at WrestleMania and a great moment when they do defeat the Usos for the tag titles and Cody will get his moment as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's not how I would absolutely have done it. I definitely would have just switched things up and like prior to the Royal Rumble and just said, okay, they we've it may not have been our intention, but he's too over now. We're building towards Sammy winning the title at WrestleMania and you you find a way to achieve that. And you put, and then you pair Cody with Rollins because realistically, that's the way it should have gone. Because Rollins took him out in storyline, it should be Rollins should still be heel, and he should have like he should be a champion or or some sort, and they should have like finish off the rivalry stone dead at WrestleMania. But they've decided to go this route, and there's nothing wrong with it. And there was all of that too, because for a while there, it seemed like even if you make it the American Nightmare wins the U.S. title at Mania from Rollins. It wouldn't have been as emotionally powerful as this. But you could have still finished that story. I I ultimately think that Rollins got too over, Sammy got too over, and they just started shifting things. Because I don't think the Sammy thing was ever meant to go this long. I don't think so either. I mean, there's a possibility that they might have been like, hey, look, we're doing Elimination Chamber in Montreal. It'd be cool if we did something like that. But they... They probably didn't think it was going to be built up this heavily. Yeah, I don't think they knew how over Sammy was going to be by the time they got there. Mm-hmm. And look, I think that the story is going to be great. I have to say that Cody's last two segments on TV have been two of the most, for me, enticing professional wrestling segments I've seen in years. I'm all in, pardon the pun, on mm. Cody being WWE champion, I hope that they don't forget how over Sammy is because I don't want to see him just go back down to the undercard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's reached a certain level. I don't think he can go back. Like, I'd... Brian, 10 years ago, they tried to go back. Like They tried to walk it back with the Team Hell No stuff. It didn't work. Skip that this time because Sammy is super over. I'd love to see a scenario where Kevin and Sammy win the tag titles, a mania from the Usos, Cody beats Roman Reigns. The bloodline's kind of like, okay, well, we're going to put a little bit of a pause on that. Maybe we'll come back around to it when we get around to it. Because I'm assuming that WrestleMania backlash is happening at Saudi Arabia. And maybe they do Roman against Cody there in the rematch. Maybe they do Cody against somebody else. But I do think that they're going to split those titles up at the draft. I think we're going to get new tag team champions crowned eventually afterward. I do think, well, they might not even do that. They might keep those cross-branded and then just split the world titles. But I do think they're elite splitting the world titles. And I could see a scenario where it's like, all right, you split the world titles and what do we do with the next champion? 
and my gut doesn't tell me, hey, then they end up going with Sami Zayn or like, hey, they go with Roman Reigns. I think that they'll probably just end up crowning somebody completely different. Maybe they go with like, for all I know, it's Karrion Cross. I don't think so, but you know what I mean? There's sort of maybe Seth wins that or, or something. I could see a really cool scenario happening where at Mania 40, if they haven't forgotten about it, Maybe Sami Zayn wins that Royal Rumble heading into it and he fights somebody like a Seth Rollins and wins the world title, you know? And we can tell that story of like, look, it wasn't the time for certain other people in the past, but by the next year, then it was the time for them. And this is another thing to bring up too. A lot of people keep thinking like, hey, why can't you have like Cody fights Roman on one night and Sammy fights Roman on another night? I don't think people realize how deflating those two spots would be who goes first and do you do you debate well like is it something that matters more if it's you win the sunday night main event because that's the quote-unquote real main event or does it matter most if you win the title first because but in that scenario both sammy and cody would have to be roman for people to be happy but whoever wins first the second time around doesn't mean as much because roman's already lost so you've screwed the first person over by being the one that doesn't happen with the quote unquote real main event. And then whoever gets the second one, people compare it to the previous one and they go, ah, it doesn't mean as much. There's a lot of scenarios like that, that I don't think a lot of people factor in as much. So when a lot of people complain and they just go like, well, the guy I want to win should win. And that's all that matters. Then it's like, well, sometimes you got to take that out and you got to kind of look at the logistics behind it. And I am, I'm fully on board hundred percent. KO and Sammy against the Usos, Cody against Roman. I think that's the best case scenario. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> As I'm thinking here, this is, and this is nothing really, this is just funny in my mind. Very strong parallels to Yokozuna. There's a red, white, and blue clad wrestler, blonde hair. <laughs> There's a Canadian and a big Samoan. They're both trying to get dethroned at wrestlemania so that means that at the end of night two cody will have flipped the script and he'll be the lex luger that beats yokozuna but instead of owen hart looking on at bret hart it's dustin (laughs) 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 Uh, i thought you you were gonna say this like cody gets counted out and celebrates like he's won the title (laughs) (laughs) they would too with all that pyro (laughs) the cody express yeah so the long and short of this is Sami Zayn is not beating roman reigns at elimination chamber but it's all going to tell a good story and it's all going to lead to probably the best case scenario wrestlemania in my mind at the very least and i think it's going to be a really really good segment but yeah definitively this is the only match i really care about on this card yeah, we spent a lot of time talking about a show that really boils down to one thing. Oh, we spent mo- more time on this than any others. We've, we've been yeah. on this for probably over a half hour, I think. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is the biggest selling point outside of neat cage matches. <laughs> Duh. Whatever the hell they're going to do with Bobby and Brock. What did I call him the other day? La- uh, Leslie. Leslie. That's <laughs> I was going to say Lashner, but yeah, it was Leslie. <laughs> What's better, Leslie or Lashner? 
Leslie. I like the fact that it's a real name. <laughs> just Leslie. Well, uh, we might change our official fantasy league predictions prior to Saturday, but we'll probably just stick to these. I don't think any of us are really going to be changing. But hey, look, maybe we get something on SmackDown that gets added to the card. Maybe we don't. We obviously, if there are any changes that have been announced prior to the hot tags, we'll address them on the hot tags. I'm not anticipating that that is the case because we just have AEW shows tonight and then nothing tomorrow, but who knows? So stay tuned to the hot tags to find out any other information. And we'll also go back and talk about NXT and some of the other things that are going on with roadblock and whatever happens on dynamite tonight and so on and so forth. But when it comes to elimination chamber Saturday night, seven o'clock on the kickoff is when everything is starting Immediately after the event, we'll have another post-show breaking down what happens, giving our projections for what's going to lead into WrestleMania, and we'll start getting into some other kind of specifics when it comes to that. But obviously as well, in the meantime, make sure that you are subscribed to us and ring that little notification bell to get those email alerts of when we do go live for the post-show. While you're clicking on all those buttons, like the join button and the like button and the thanks button and all, do all the things I mentioned before. Toss a little spare change our way, hit up the Patreon and so on and so forth and uh, help us continue to keep doing these things. While you are following the Fanboys Anonymous content, like the Blueprint Project and the My Favorite Movies list and everything, there's Patreon over there on Fanboys. There are articles and podcast ideas that you can sponsor with that Patreon and the uh, Pick a Poison tier on the YouTube channel membership and all. So stay tuned for those things. Make sure that you are joining in on the Dusty Rhodes Funko Pop giveaway that is happening with the contest right now. Smart Madness is coming up pretty soon, so we will do something with that in the next two weeks. Stay tuned for that. And go to anthonymango.com and follow all the other links that I've got up on there. Make sure that you are also following Rob and Callum. Yeah, you can follow me everywhere at DudeBreeze. You can check out my work on Fightful and WrestleZone, specifically over at Fightful. You look right now, like as soon as you hear this, there's a lot of posts with my name on them because I've been uh, really helping out extra over there. So I always appreciate any of the support. It always means the world to me. And you know, like I said, follow at Duke Police everywhere, and I will eventually have more links for you in the future. Callum. So I'm on Twitter at RigMeister14. I run Smellcat Moment. You can find the power rankings, my weekly contribution, where I... As it sounds, rank the WWE superstars from 10 to 1, just so you can see which people are performing the best in the company right now. And that will probably change up. Not at uh, this weekend, it doesn't apply to Elimination Chamber stuff, but the one after that will. So things things will change up soon in the, as we uh, approach the road to WrestleMania, as it will do on the Fantasy League as well. Of course, the predictions for this will decide who has the advantage leading into wrestlemania in terms of getting some extra points on the board and as we become tradition wrestlemania will be a double points show so that's where everything kind of switch up and we could see even myself or tony take the victory and yeah, I'm not. Too. yeah yeah <laughs> but listen i i gave up around royal rumble time i'll get you next year and uh you guys suck how about yeah. that? You suck. <laughs> so you can follow that at uh, com. All right, everybody. Elimination Chamber coming up Saturday night. In the meantime, the hot tag's coming up around next. And we will see you then. But 
for now, this has been another Smart Out moment, and we are being counted out.